This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. I have been extremely lucky on my journey with this podcast to chat with some really amazing people. And new people come to the podcast every week to listen. And so what we want to do with these lessons is take the little golden nuggets, the really important pieces of each conversation and bring them back to life for you. So hopefully it can change your mind, affect the way you think, or potentially give you a solution to a problem you're facing right now. One of the things I wanted to talk about is, okay, you get your startup off the ground, mm-hmm. maybe year three, year four. What's that next, you know, what are the things that take you to the next mm. phase in business where, you know, yeah. obviously, and I really love what we've talked about in terms of, you know, what's your objective, lifestyle business, yep. is it to sell? Yep. Once you do get to that year three or four, what are the things that you need to start thinking about? And what are the what were some of the I guess challenges and tension points that you guys had, um, and kind of how did you break through those to kind yep. of get to that that eventual end point? Yeah, well, let's uh, so maybe we'll come at this. Let, let's come at this from the angle of we have a company. The assumption is that they want to sell at some point in the next three to seven years. Yeah. Right, and uh, one of the problems that they're having is is that they're looking at their organisation and going, oh well, we have key man risk because we have talent. I'm going to use Sweat as a case study, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, we have key man risk as uh, um, a real issue in, in our organisation, right? So we have to design away from that. The key man risk in in Sweat's business was obviously talent. We worked with you know uh, early on one big trainer, you know Kayla. She was the main marketing asset, the main product asset, the main brand asset, and you know all these this sort of stuff, right? Um, so we go, okay, cool. We have to address that. You know, number one, like two, how do we create a growth profile when we were seeking like 30 to 50%, you know, top line growth year on year, um, while maintaining your know, healthy unit economics, how do we, how do we achieve that? How do we address those two problems? Let's just use those, right? That, the, yeah, they're, they're two ones that I think are going to be very helpful for people. Yeah. So, uh, the, the key man risk thing is, you know, really straightforward. It's like, well, don't be relying on one person. Don't be relying on them for marketing for you know brand and for product pretty simple that's a pretty simple thing to figure out but then the complex thing is well okay how do we do that how do we actually execute that how do we make it feel authentic and then how do we make sure that all because that's an investment right how do we make sure that investment then contributes to the second goal which is design this growth profile that we like right um and it, before i get into this growth profile thing you know one headline sentence which i very much believe to be true um you know, is that every single decision in business is an investment decision Every single one. Like, if you buy this table, you expect to get a return from it one way or another, right? If you buy a computer, if you recruit an employee, if you pay an influencer to, to do something, they're all they're all re- investment decisions, right? It's just that people very often only consider marketing decisions as investment decisions. And that's a really big, you know, kind of flaw for, mm-hmm. for a lot of people, mm-hmm. right? Why do I say that? Well, because as we, as we consider, you know, designing for growth, right? It's like trying to remove key man risk as an investment. We won't get that return until we successfully achieve exit, but we're investing in increasing the probability that we can sell the company because we identify key man risk as being a big blocker, right? So when we look at that, that's the return, at least one of the returns that we're looking for here. When we look at the growth profile piece, you know, I kind of sat back and said, I was like, well, the growth is going to slow down because we're reliant on one marketing asset. We're selling one product and I'll kind of define what that is in a sec, you know, and we're selling it to one market. We have to resolve that. So what does growth look like? How does growth happen? Growth categorically really only can happen on one of two dimensions or a combination of both. You can only grow through product 
or market or a combination of uh, a combination of both. And what I mean by that is that you know you can sell the same product to the same market and do more. You can optimize it. You can get greater market penetration and product penetration. You can go to a new market, market expansion. You can go to an entirely new market, new market, new development. And on the product side, you can either sell the same product, you can slightly change a product to sell something different that's similar, product expansion, or you can come up with an entirely new product you know, unit, right? There's more to that for people who want to look at it. The Ansoft growth matrix is a great visualization of that for those of you playing at home with access to Google, right? So if that's true... At that point in time, I'm like, cool, we're going to make an investment to fix key man risk. We're also going to make some investments to grow the business. What does this look like? Well, we want to get to a new audience and we want to bring in new talent to create new content streams, which is a new product. So we did product and market expansion at the same time. So we said, okay, well, I'm going to invest in bringing in other trainers that will do gym workouts or yoga workouts or Pilates workouts, or whatever they might have been. Because at that point in time, we were only doing minimal equipment at home, high intensity one product that suits one audience, right? By doing that, we're expanding our product footprint. That's also making us more appealing to new customers. But we specifically want to find people that allow us to do that, that have a decent audience size, because then that, that, that then makes us less dependent on one brand asset. So that helps us remove key man risk, right? So you can already see this is very multifactorial, right? It's of not course, like yep. problem A, solution B. There's a lot more that goes into it. So we're like, okay, cool. Well, we'll do that because that'll diversify the consumption of content that happens on our platform. We have greater marketing assets, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? And that's, that was the key reason for us pivoting from Kayla only to other trainers, right? Because we're like, well, in three to five years, we want to sell the company. No one's going to buy it if it's just Kayla. Mm-hmm. That's pretty obvious. Oh, well, we could have just done yoga with Kayla. Not that she was into yoga, but we could have made it happen. But that wouldn't have been really authentic and it wouldn't have solved key man risk, right? So there's like lots more considerations here. But as an example and as a case study, right, that's an example of saying, well, we want to exit. This is a barrier to exit. How do we address this barrier or that barrier to exit? What are we going to invest in to do that? And then ultimately executing it. Fortunately, that worked to a degree and it ended up being you know like a really good decision you know, in hindsight not all decisions were good decisions <laughs> for sure yeah, yeah um but that's a really interesting example of you know kind of pa- pausing at a moment in time and saying well we're looking three five seven years into the future we're making a decision about things that we believe to be true here and we're going to take action today to move in that direction because we'd already had you know feedback from other venture funds and whatever that that was already a headline problem and it was a pretty logical problem to have anyway so that is, uh, it, so that's really, re- that's, that's so interesting. And I think one of the, there's a question I want to ask around the investment side of it. So, yep. so measuring return, like I would imagine that when you go from, you know, Kayla and, and, uh, you mm-hmm. know, that one asset to yeah. then having to f- bring other people into the company yeah. that have their own assets that mm-hmm. eventually fund in, yep. that's the union economic kind yep. of question that kind of comes into it of like, okay, well, we're, we're bringing more people in over here. That's at a cost. Yep. And then we are expecting to bring in more customers over here. Yep. And that's where we're expanding. Yep. And obviously, um, I think it does talk to the, the, you know, when you were talking, I'm kind of going, yep, this yep. makes a lot of sense because it, it does really talk to the idea that you do have to have a long-term strategy because yep. I feel like a lot of businesses would run into trouble 
because they don't have that long-term strategy and then mm. they're trying to solve problems that are only in the next one to six months. Yeah, and that's uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, like this is the, and this actually highlights a, a really like fascinating insight that I provide to a lot of people I work with. Uh, you know, like straight up off the top of my head, I can think of like four or five people that I've had this exact conversation yeah, with just yeah. in slightly different ways. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. So, you know, I want to exit for 30 million bucks in seven years time. I'm like, okay. What, like, out of every single goal you've ever set yourself in your life, how many of them did you achieve exactly the amount and exactly at the right time? And the answer is obviously not many, if any, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you go, cool. But you only ever roughly get as far as you aim or as high as you aim. So why don't you sell for $300 million? And instead of doing it in seven years, why don't you do it in three years? And they're like, well, but that seems ridiculous. What's the point of that? I'm like, well, aim high, hit high for a start. But also, if you think small, you only design small solutions, right? If you think big, you might mess the solution up. You might completely, you know, you might completely ruin the process. But even the ruined outcome will still be better, more sophisticated and bigger than what you otherwise would have designed mm. beforehand, right? And so, like, people kind of aim small and hit small, right? And as a result of that, you know, this whole, like, I'm going to think six months forward or even three months or two months forward. It's like, but that's... The whole reason you end up constantly in this chase, 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 chase mentality is you're only designing the solution to help you in eight weeks. It'll take you eight weeks to build it. Then by the time you get there, you've got the whole that problem again, but slightly bigger. And then you design slightly bigger and slightly bigger and slightly bigger. But you never actually go, well, I'm going to design the solution that'll work for me in three years. Mm. And I can get that done in three months. Yeah, And then that gives me two years and nine months worth of freedom, you know, like conceptually right um but a lot of people kind of mess that up right and again like relating to sweats thing this is actually you know one of the huge errors on my part being a non-technical founder and a non-technical leader i was only designing things to work today and providing insight to say we want to build this to work today and never once was i going hey well yeah we might actually have to yeah we might actually have to support this on 400 different devices <laughs> on several different platforms we might have to support this in 11 or 12 languages like never was the consideration yeah 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 because it was always designed for now 